Hi, I'm Connor. And I'm Jeremy. We're the hosts of an upcoming limited series, The Legend of Zelda Games Club, on patreon.com slash superNPCradio. We love the Zelda series to heart pieces. So throughout the year, we'll be covering the mainline Zelda games starting in April, running all the way through November. Subscribers at the $10 DJ Toad tier over at patreon.com slash superNPCradio will get an episode twice a month with some of the best Zoras, Hillians, and Dekus around. Not only are we covering the entire mainline series, but we'll also be going over or other Zelda topics along the way. That naughty little tingle might even sneak an episode for free every now and then. We can't stop him. We've tried. Want a deep dive on the hookshot? It's coming. Fascinated by Zelda clones? We're covering them. Always dreamed of a Zelda space solace? Well now, my Goron brother, it's happening. Check us out at patreon.com slash supernpcradio and subscribe at the $10 DJ Toad tier. We've got a ton of fun in store this year as we explore Hyrule, Termina, Koholint Island, and more. And don't forget, it's, it's dangerous, dangerous to, to go, go alone. alone. Take, Take us! us. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, the podcast where I, your host, Connor McKay, bring on a guest to talk to them about a video game that is special to them from their past. Who knows? Maybe possibly their future. We'll we'll see. Um, I think I also just said future. I guess that's what we're doing today. We'll talk on the show as much about what made playing the game special and what they love about it uh, as much as we will about the context around how they fell in love with the game and what place it holds in their life. A little bit of housekeeping up top is that we're all over social media. So you can check us out and engage respectfully on Instagram at callmebyyourgamepod and on Twitter at callmebyyourgame, but just the one Y. So that's B-Y-O-U-R. If you are a listener to the show or if you're not and you just stumbled here by accident and you want to support us, you can do that a few ways. You can leave us a rating and review on the Apple Podcast Store, which helps our visibility, helps more people like you find us who might be looking for this uh, special nostalgic podcast. Um, And if you leave us a review uh, and it's polite and not bigoted, I'll even read it on the show. Uh, And even as I say that, I remember we actually got a new review recently. So I'm opening up a browser uh, to read that, Uh, but I'll do that in a second as I continue through this so that I can actually introduce our guest soon. You can share the show with a friend, whether they love uh, this game or video games in general. And uh, you can also support us on Patreon. You've probably heard an ad for it already, but we're over at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. That's NPC like non-player character. Yeah, it's a cool video game name we came up with. Uh, and we have a ton of bonus content there. Almost every day of the week, we have bonus shows going up for our patrons, uh, which we couldn't do the show without. So thank you so much. Now, I'll finally introduce our guest for the show and then make them sit through a review at some point. Uh, but please welcome uh, Pink... 
puffball and savior of the universe, Nikki Osborne. Welcome to the show. Oh my God, thank you. Did you just um, compare me to Kirby? Uh, I, I, there felt something related to that. Maybe you, that's a spoiler right now. You but. know what? No spoilers. I, you know, you have the the mystical power as as Kirby does. Um, Kirby is often. Uh, we'll probably get into it, but he's sneaky powerful, and uh, I won't get into it too much. But there's a uh, he's. Essentially, the like final hope for all Nintendo characters in the latest okay. Super Smash Brothers. Mm. So, like, he's a pretty special guy. And I'm the final hope for just the universe the in general. We live in. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah I don't I'll know if you're aware it. of that, but now you are. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure, but um, I will rise to the occasion. I figured you would, um, Nikki. Thank you so much for uh, doing this show. I'm so glad to have an excuse to sit down and talk to you for an hour, even though we got to hang out recently, which is really great. Um, we did. And it was such a such a nice time. Uh, although, uh, I know you through the Los Angeles improv community. You're a wonderful actor, comedian, artist, uh, just nice person. But what do you want the listener to know about you? Who is this mysterious Nikki Osborne? Oh my God. I mean, I think you, uh, you said all the kind of highlights uh that people would possibly care about Ooh, storyboard um, artist oh yeah we can say that yeah, yeah artist uh at large in in general <laughs> um yeah I, I like illustrating i do everything from pet portraits to storyboarding for your short films or commercials or whatever you need uh, and I'm an actor and a comedian, and yes, we know each other through uh, the comedy scene. And yeah, you can you can see me do any of those things. Heck yeah! Um, I, I think we. I actually don't remember how we specifically met. I remember when you came into my mind's orbit. Okay, that was definitely when you were on Harold Ramis um, oh, yes. mm-hmm, with a mm-hmm. bunch of wonderful people. Uh, Joe Fahey was on that team. Yep. Was Luke Shout Jensen out. on that team? Sure was. Uh, was Liz Reichelt on that team? Sure the fuck was. Uh, I mean... Who that. else? Joe Setti, I want to say. Of course. You, I mean, keep going. Let's see if you can hit them this all. This is what <laughs> happens when you host an indie show for three years. No, I years. love it. You've said Luke. You've said Joe. You've said Liz. You've said other Joe. Yes. Um, Keep going. I, me, of course. You... And that might be where it ends for me. All right. There's three uh, more. There's three. No, because that's what's in a Herald team, right? No, oh, is yeah. it seven or eight? Eight. Oh, my God. That's cool that you forgot that. That just shows how you have a life. Maybe. We might need to edit this. <laughs> I can't <laughs> name everyone else. Uh, um, uh, you got Marissa Paiva. Oh, my um, gosh. And then you're going to have Ben Grant. And then... Brian Bakos. Wow, I've still got it. I did not remember. It's because I know Brian and Marissa, and I've known them for a while. I didn't remember that. That's crazy. Well, mm-hmm. thank you for the walk down that lane. Um, I, but I definitely remember seeing you all perform a handful of times. I, I remember going to your, I think it was the Indie Fest 2018 set. But I also yeah. must have known about you before because you were on uh, Mess Hall Metzal was, yeah, like after that, like uh, spring 2018, I think. 
Yes. Um, another team with a bunch of awesome people. I think we just sure. talked about that team <laughs> the other day, but that's when you came into my orbit. Yeah, that's um, but I, right. I don't know. I don't have that, like, which I think this is because there's so many people yeah. in the community. I don't know the moment where it happened. Me neither. I mean, I feel like I generally just like knew of you and your presence. But then I think where you really came to be like a one on one friend was probably in the last three years. Does that sound right? Like two to three years? Yes, definitely. Probably maybe even last two or so. Last two. But yeah. Lucky us. Lucky nonetheless. Us. We found um, each other. Yeah. And now I, we, even, you know, amidst being in a pandemic, we've gotten the chance to hang out a couple times. I yes. have gotten the chance to watch your awesome <gasps> kitty cats. When they love you. Um, shout out to Harry and Lloyd. Shout out to Harry and Lloyd. Sweet boys. We know we love our kitties on this show. <laughs> <laughs> we really, really do. Um, how could you not? But uh, yeah, thank you so much for being on the show. Nikki, I want to get into your just general history with video games, but before we do, would you mind um, just briefly introducing the topic slash game that we're going to be talking about oh, today? Oh, okay. So we're going to be talking about a little game called Kirby's Avalanche, um, which is part of Kirby's universe, you know, Yes. Um, in general. And yeah, I think we're just talking about kind of overall how video games uh, came into, sh sh I was going to say shape my life, but that <laughs> sounds way too serious. Uh, what did we say before we started this? Cult cu the cultural impact. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, <laughs> dude, thank you for giving us that little preview, whetting that appetite, but let's get into your general history with games. I want to stay away from Kirby's Avalanche as much as we can. Okay. I mean, you can acknowledge it, but I want to save that for later. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Do you remember the first time you ever, like, played a video game or took an interest in one? Yes. Ooh. I remember, I mean, this is going to sound like I'm making it up, but I think I was, like, two or three. Awesome. Uh, and having, what's it, Duck Hunter? Oh, yeah, With, Duck like, Hunt. the actual Duck Hunt with the fucking... The zapper gun. Gun, yeah. And I remember just, like, my dad playing that or Such something. a fun... Like, that's one of my first ones, too. Really? Because okay. we didn't have a Super Nintendo, but we did have an NES. And it was kind of like having an arcade game at home. Like, you're like, shooting at the screen, and it yeah. was fun. Yeah. That's, like, the first visual that, like, comes to mind. I don't know how much... I mean, I was, what, again, two or three? Yeah. I don't think I was playing that, but that's when I saw it, you know? Yes. Uh, it registered for me. Yeah, and then that kind of led to Super Mario in mm. general. Awesome. So you were like, do you remember, was it, and if you don't remember specifically, it's always fine. Was it like Mario on the NES, like early stuff? Or was it, because I feel like you've told me that yes. you played Super Nintendo Mario as well. Yes, yes. So both of those. I can like picture that, what's the one before Super Nintendo? There's, the last one would be Super Mario Brothers 3. Where he's got the little like wing, he's got the yeah, little yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. the like uh, I think he's got a, like a raccoon tail and he yes. flies around. Yes. Yeah. Played that. Yes. Um, but I was thinking about the gaming system itself. What What is before? Oh, oh before Super Nintendo yes. was just the Nintendo, Nintendo Entertainment System. Okay, and I yeah. can picture that. I remember like getting having that old one and then like getting the the nice one. Yes. 
Um, and now that I think about it, I've never made this connection before, but I'm like, it's because I had young parents. Like otherwise, oh. what, you know, I was a baby. How else would this stuff like yes. even be, you know, around me at that young of an age? Obviously, yeah, my my parents were into video games. Wow, that's awesome. Um, thanks. So you had those in the home added like from your con at the time your consciousness came to be almost. Yes. Um, cuz the Nintendo came out in 85, the Super Nintendo I believe was 1991. Mm-hmm. So yeah, right around those early days for you. Yep. Um, yep. Okay, so we got some Mario's in there. We got Super Mario World on the SNES. Um, we have Donkey Kong was a huge, ooh, huge one. Like we're talking the Donkey Kong game where it's like Diddy and Donkey running yes. around. Like cool. the one, the there were three. Yes, right? yes, that's the we had Donkey Kong Country series. Yes. That's that's it. We've covered two of them on the show. Okay. One of them is actually the only game that has been I try to vary it up, you know, yeah. and like but of course if someone's like no, I I got to talk about this game that we've already talked about. It is one of only two games that we've discussed twice and that's Donkey Kong Country 2. Okay. Um my friend Alec Robbins came to talk about it and then so did uh Reka Shankar came on nice. earlier this year. So there's they hold a pretty big place in a lot of people's lives, I think. Very important. Yeah games absolutely so this is you you have these at home um did it continue at all was it sort of just like a thing when you were younger on these systems where do we go from here yeah so these are around obviously in like elementary school uh middle schools maybe where i'm like getting a little more technically good at them mm-hmm. um but not a lot of updates to the game collection itself it pretty much <laughs> stays yes. um uh with those three things i've mentioned now various mario games uh donkey kong and then some kirby games um that was basically it i do remember i my friends had a playstation and i would oh, like cool. i got into crash bandicoot and that Ooh. was probably like the late like my knowledge and experience pretty much ends in like 1999 i would say yeah y2k was coming and you're like i gotta make a change in my young child life yeah see you later um aol is a thing now and i don't have time for this yeah i'm gonna be in chat rooms uh (laughs) talking to cutie girl 82 or whatever (laughs) yeah i yeah that is really interesting i didn't make that connection but that's definitely what happened like we got a computer in like fifth grade and then all of a sudden the computer like games and stuff like that was yes you know okay so full disclosure computer games count oh my god any game can be like First off, you can talk about anything you want. We've had t- people talk about board okay. games on the show. But um, but for the main topic, my only requirement is ever that it's just like an electronic game that you played. Okay. But Ooh. as far as computer games go, what were you into? So this is uh, 
not going to be anything probably exciting for anyone else, but I uh, I got to play a lot of games under the guise of my sister is seven years younger than me. Oh, so when you're the older uh, sibling, you kind of get to do babyish stuff for a little yes. bit longer. So <laughs> which my is sister, nice. It, hey, I it worked for me. Uh, <laughs> my sister was like that prime age to be like doing all these like educational but like fun computer games and yeah. um the things that stick out to me were like a lot of barbie themed Ooh. you know we're making we're designing outfits we're giving <sighs> makeovers to a barbie face um, yes uh, there was like a crayola series kind of like Whoa. historical paper doll uh moment oh. that was fun one thing that has popped into my mind that I need to ask you if you yes. have had anyone talk about or if you know about it yourself, do you know what a CDI player is? I'm is that or was was is that different thing because I I've definitely heard the term CDI before and I know that there are some actually there's some like a couple Zelda CDI games. Okay. Strangely enough, but was this like a different type of computer disk drive? What was this? Yeah, it's almost like bridging that gap between, you know, traditional whatever, like Nintendo player to yeah. computer games. So in, let's say, maybe like 90, um, this is a guess, six, uh, we got something called a CDI player, which oh. kind of is like a DVD player, like all like games were on a disc. It was connected to your TV, and then you were using this very simplistic joystick to like play the games. I I am familiar with this in mostly name, but okay. but you are jogging some memories. I think like the daycare I went to growing up, they had I think like a children's version okay. of this. But cool. but yeah, and also this is cool because this is the first time CDI has been brought up oh. on the show at all. Wow! Now I'm like. Fuck, I should have picked this fucking game. Whatever, we're talking about it now. Uh, and I wouldn't have even thought of it had we not be, uh, you know, if we weren't having this conversation we are now. Yeah. Um, but there was a game on that uh, called Surf City. Surf City. Surf City. And it was like a fictional SoCal town uh, oh my gosh. Seemingly in like the early 1960s, that's the landscape that we're in, in this game. <laughs> and there's like a cast of five teens. Um, yes. You know, and you're you're doing things like painting your custom or custom painting your Corvette, working at the burger shop and <laughs> and making your own burgers, <laughs> like taking orders at the pizza place and the coolest thing about this was you could kind of watch these little music video like interludes oh and they were to beach boys songs i don't what know the heck? how they got the licensing to do this but yeah all the almost the only music in that game are beach boys songs wow and so they would pick like uh what's that? in my room Right, the Beach Boys song, sure. and then the the music video would be like one of the characters like writing in their diary about the crush they have on like the other character. Okay, I don't know. This did this, this game is did interesting. I I did me. a little search as you were okay. talking, and I okay. found it, and it looks fascinating. It's fascinating. 
Because it's like a、wow. historical flashback, but it's a cartoon. It's also、um, definitely like this idyllic version of like it's like Santa Cruz. Yes. Or like、um, I think they're they're actually from、uh, like I want to say like the Torrance area or something like that、right. or like South、yeah. LA. But yes.、Um, so it's just really funny and really cool. Right. Gosh. Like that definitely probably influenced me in some regard musically. Yeah. Stylistically, like. I think about this game, and I have no one to talk about it. Yeah,、well, hey, that's why. Hey, that's kind of the fun about. Sometimes the fun thing about this show is like, will exactly what happened? Just like jog a memory that you didn't know you had, or that you hadn't thought about in a while. Yeah. So, so you played Surf City.、Um, anything else memorable from the CDI that you felt like shouting out? There was a live-action Clue game. Oh、uh, yes, but I was probably too young to grasp how to play this, and、yeah. I really didn't know what I was doing. But it was fun again, just to like watch videos. Like there would be like you know a real actor playing whoever the fuck Colonel Mustard or yes, whatever. Yes, not、Scarlet. related to the movie. Not ooh, no, I don't think it was the movie. Yeah. I don't、uh, think it was, but maybe it was. I'm looking it up now. I, I think you're right. It, it looks unrelated, but okay.、Um, that is so funny. Oh my gosh, 1994. Oh my what, god! What a trip! What a trip! Like, can you imagine being hired? Like, I, I've done voiceover stuff for like a video game, but like, oh, imagine being、mm, bad experience. But、uh, imagine <laughs> being like the actor who's like. It's your whole face. It's everything,、yes. and you're like making stuff for this clue game. That would be so funny. There, there are some、uh, more popular ones than like not more、well, more popular live action games like this that、okay. are more of just like they have like brief full motion video sequences. There's a famous game called like Night Trap. It's like famous for being bad, actually. Okay, but、um, <laughs> that. Too like what if you if you knew someone or like you that was like your gig that month. right <laughs> absolutely crazy jeez、uh, okay interesting so you played some stuff on CDI as well yeah、um, I know you said that's like where your personal you didn't you haven't have you had games since that time no I feel like the only other thing that's maybe worth mentioning is like. Uh, once it gets into computer stuff, is like The Sims. Then I was freakishly Ooh,、yes. obsessed、uh, with that. From it's a popular you know, one. Ooh, yeah. That I mean, eighth grade. Hello. Yeah. Great time to be.、Um, <laughs> I don't know, simulating people. <laughs> like, Dude, you're on. You're on The Sims. When you're not on that, you're on AOL chatting、exactly. up with your friends. Like it's a. That is a very. That all tracks with me. For、mm-hmm. sure,、uh, whether it's like the social aspect or like the life simulation aspect,、uh, that's really funny. Okay, interesting.、Um, so you haven't. So you had The Sims. Do you any particular memories since that point of like any games that maybe you played at a friend's house that you thought were cool、okay. that you felt like mentioning? The only other. There's a there's a resurgence of Mario Kart that happens in college.、Um, oh yes, that was very low stakes and easy. <laughs> and was this on the Wii? This was no. I think someone had a Super Nintendo. Actually, 
Connor, I don't know. I'm such it's a okay. noob. It might have been on the it. Wii, actually, okay. now that you say that. Yeah. Okay. And then we did some like Wii bowling and like Ooh. that stuff. Um, and I think that's kind of where it ends, except we do uh, have a Super Nintendo that I don't play too. Every now and then I'll play Mario Kart with Henry. Yes. Uh, and he'll play GoldenEye. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You have your N64. Or N64. I can't. I'm not. This isn't my world, as you can tell. And don't worry. That's why I've got. I'm in the driver's seat. You're you're just you just enjoy your time here. Don't feel like you got to be some super gamer. That's also another fun thing about the show is like we have people who games are like their life. And then people who like have just a few moments where they were impactful like you. So no, no pressure on you at all. But there will be a quiz. Just FYI. (gasps) Yeah. Okay. So remember, N64 is what you have. N64 is the one. He, I did uh, look at yeah. your his game collection when <laughs> I sat the first cat sat for the first time there. Um, he was like, "Yeah, go feel free, feel feel free to go through them." And there's a couple that I've actually never played in there, which I thought were really interesting. Wow, and I've probably never played them either. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Um, and. Yeah, you were telling me there's there's nothing really recent, but like Mar- like those Mario Kart memories. That's pretty much where it ends for you, right? Pretty much where it ends. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, dude, thank you for sharing your general history with games. Um, we're gonna take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll get into all things Kirby and Kirby's Avalanche. How about that? My name is Jeremy Schmidt, and I host a podcast called Video Games, a Comedy Show. We pretend like we are morning radio DJs within the Mushroom Kingdom for exactly five minutes per episode before dropping it all together. We cover topics like our favorite video games to take on vacation, the birthday roast of Mario, favorite Desert Island PS2 games, and infinity more episodes. If you like to hold a controller and are prone to laughter, well then Buster, I've got hours of stuff for you. Check out Video Games, a Comedy Show anywhere podcasts can be found welcome back to call me by your game here with the great nikki osborne welcome back nikki um here to discuss kirby's avalanche and and nikki like i told you before the show uh i am going to share a little bit of brief history and context about this game if you happen to be an expert or want to interject about the granular details of just what this thing was feel free otherwise i uh am ready to do that so uh cool feel free to jump in i will just get us started with this kirby's avalanche known in europe as kirby's ghost trap is a puzzle game co-developed by hal laboratory who are the creators of kirby uh and then two companies called compile and banpresto which i had never heard of before and I know my developers, okay? Um, it was released by Nintendo on February 1st, 1995 in Europe, and on April 25th, 1995 in North America for the Super Nintendo. Um, it's pretty unusual, Nikki, that A, 
especially back at this time now games seem to be released worldwide on the same day unless there's it's their special circumstances or it's more of like an indie thing um i think it's just a budget issue but it's really unusual that it a didn't debut and we'll get into it but didn't debut in japan Mm -hmm. and b that it debuted in europe first in before because even like consoles games all that stuff would always come to north america first almost exclusively there's probably a decent amount of examples out there but it's just pretty unusual i found that Um, interesting as well in my little research that i did oh somebody's prepared (laughs) um and we'll actually get into that now it is a western release of the Japanese game Super Puyo Puyo. Because because of this, it remains the only Kirby title not to be released in Japan. Um, I was familiar with Puyo Puyo just because... I know it's not, not something I ever played growing up or even really like in recent years, but they still make Puyo Puyo games. There's a particularly popular one called Puyo Puyo Tetris. Um... There, it's a puzzler, and uh, as you, we'll get into. Let's, in fact, let's get into what a puyo puyo yes. game is. I mean, you might even be able to describe it. You're, you got all these blobs blobbing around. I did not know really what that was until looking up uh, Kirby's Avalanche recently, and I was, I just did not even know that, but obviously recognized instantly the the blobs. Yeah. So, basically, in the game. Groups, uh, the gameplay, uh, uh, more specifically the gameplay, uh, groups of two colored blobs fall from the top of the screen. So you could have like red and yellow fall. Sometimes they're the same color, but they fall and the player um, will rotate these blobs in order to connect four or more of the same color. They don't have to be like in a line, like connect four or anything. They could be a square. It could be like an L shape, really whatever. Um, and once you do that, it eliminates the set of blobs. Uh, another, that's pretty much it. But there's a couple other details about the gameplay I wanted to include, which is uh, apparently you can set off like chain reactions of blobs, which I've never been good enough to do in these games, but I think it's when like one set of blobs eliminates they'll fall on each other and it'll keep happening. Yeah. Is that yeah, what it it's is? like it could touch, you could have one cluster of four like touch another and then like all whatever eight of those yeah. then explode and and get rid of the 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 rocks surrounding them as well yes um yeah it's i'm sure that's what like skilled and master players attempt to do all the time <laughs> uh and then like you were saying you mentioned the rocks but if you can do this that's what sends rocks to your opponent's screen so you're playing there's like two of these same little puzzle containers on the screen, kind of like Tetris or Dr. Mario. Yeah. And they're going simultaneously. You're controlling one, the computer or a friend is controlling the other. Yeah, yeah. You could, like, you and me could play against each other, I think, if we wanted. Yeah. Or, yeah, you can play against the computer. Um, Awesome. Yeah, and it's just a benefit to, like, knock out all those little color blobs, like, also piles crap onto your uh, opponent. <laughs> yes, and I think it's how you lose is 
you get too much stuff stacked on your side. Exactly. Kind of like Tetris, yep, honestly. Yep. Once it yeah. reaches to like the top of the screen, essentially, like you're you're toast. You're toasty. Dunzo. So it seems like the big difference here, and having played a little bit, is instead of just lining up a full row of blocks that get eliminated, it's color coded. Yeah. And that's really that's it. really it. Um but it is it does seem fun and addicting. I've I think there's one on the not this one, but there is one on the Nintendo Switch online. Um for the Switch now, Nikki, oh. they offer if you have an online subscription, which is like really cheap, it's like twenty dollars a year. It allows you to play any game you have online with friends that has that capability. They also include a library of old uh Nintendo games. Oh cool. And Super Nintendo games. And people are hoping that they'll add more systems like Game Boy and N64, but they just, they've really dragged their feet on it, honestly. But that's how I've played a Puyo Puyo. This is interesting. I have to, I don't have a Switch, but my sister does. And I should tell her that because she would love that. Yes. Oh, God. Got to spread the word. And then I guess um, the next time I'm going to manifest this, that you and Henry come over. Oh, my God. Um, I'll just turn it on and Please. and then you'll blink and five hours will pass. Let's do um, it. That sounds really fun. <laughs> um, it'll be it'll be a blast. But yeah, this game is it's really interesting just from the just the context standpoint. Um, obviously, uh, it's it's the only Kirby title not released in Japan because it was a different game first. And Puyo Puyo, I'm pretty sure wasn't. This may be even one of the first Puyo games in the U.S., but they probably were like, let's slap. A face on this that's familiar. That was my that'll get impression. People to actually buy it. Yeah, and I mean, how can you resist Kirby? He's so cute. Yes. That's the draw for me. I really otherwise probably would have never touched this game. <laughs> yes, he's Kirby is uh, really great. There's um, I listen. It'll be no surprise to hear that I listen to a lot of video game yes. podcasts. Um, one of them that I listen to is a retro uh, focus podcast called Retro Knots. And um, I am a supporting patron <laughs> of their podcast. Uh, but they, I think it was on Patreon, but it'll eventually come out on their main feed. They just did a whole episode on Kirby. <gasps> so it's, and I think it's only like, it's it's not even the whole history. It's like the first, it's like an hour and a half of, just like a, through a few Kirby games, but if it ever comes out, I'll send it to you because it's really do. fascinating. Please do. Um, anyway, that's just some basic nuts and bolts about the game aside from the history and context. Uh, or in, in that, with that said, is there anything else you wanted to share um, that was just vitally important before we move on to your experience? Um, no, I mean, yeah, I'll talk about it in my experience, I guess. It's just more game details. Killer. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, well, dude, let's get into it um, and talk about your experience with Kirby's Avalanche, uh, anything Kirby you want to share. But as far as this game goes, do you remember either when you got it or sort of how it came into your life? Was it just a game that you had? Yes, or? it just appeared. I'm trying to, I don't remember, again, I was, if, if this- It's often the case for us at, those yeah, eight, right? at that age. If it came out in 95, it's like, okay, I'm eight, like- Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if we got it right away, but probably sometime in the mid to late 90s. And I think it was this thing where we got a pack of games at once. Was that a thing? Like, because all of a sudden... I bet it like a video game rental store or like 
there was probably like some places that would maybe sell games that are trying to get off the shelves okay. for discounted prices. So maybe so that, that was out. it because all of a sudden we had two Kirby games like at Kirby's Avalanche and then this other Ooh. one that was like, it sounds like it was kind of, um, what's the word for it? It was like all stars or some, it had like multiple Kirby games within oh, this game cartridge. That might be Kirby superstar. Okay. Yeah. Which, and that's more of like a, Closer to it's not the same, but closer to like a Donkey Kong yes, Mario exactly. platformer. Mm-hmm. So we cool. got these games at like the same time. I just remember them appearing at the same time, oh. um, and being really just obviously entranced by how cute um, Kirby is. Dang! And I think it would otherwise like not really grab me, and like I'd be more into the. Kirby Superstar one, but I yes. think my parents were like really having a moment with this game and oh. having fun and getting excited that that obviously made me be like, okay, I could do this too. Like, I want to yeah. get in on this. Because um, otherwise, I was telling you, a, a game like this doesn't really, I wouldn't think it would appeal to me. Sure. You know? Yeah. Just the simplicity of it. Like, I'd rather have a more narrative, you know. Yeah, yeah. You I mean, even thinking about what we discussed for your your personal history with games, I don't think we named another puzzle-style game. And are those things that you have on your phone at all no, now? No, I don't. Yeah, um, teach their own. But I'll say what kind of makes this game unique and the things that stick out to me that I was telling you, like, I still quote is like... yes. So every uh, level is a character, I guess, from other Kirby games. Oh, yeah, like you're playing against like a Kirby Yes, Uh, you're playing against like a Kirby villain, (laughs) if you will. Yes. Um, (laughs) And they all, before you like, you know, start playing the the game, they get a little intro um, where they just say they're, it's literally just like them flashing on screen saying their name in (laughs) a weird voice. Um, yes and that just is like burned in in just yeah into my brain is like these little like character intros in their weird and are you talking about i saw that there are little cut scenes is that what this is so there's or is that different that's a different thing like where they will like so first the character gets introduced and he like says his name like yes um what like there's like Meta Knight. Yeah, there's yes, and they say them all so weird. There's a queer, there's a character named Squishy, and he says <laughs> Squishy, and then there's wait, is, so there's voice yes, acting. Yes, that's what I'm telling you. And <laughs> every character like enters themselves in a weird voice, like Wispy Woods or Oh my Hatter, gosh, or <laughs> Bugsy. Like they all have their weird specific intros and i obviously clicked with that it's funny uh it's your comedic sensibility coming out just like being entertained by this fully and then you get to see a little like kind of shit talking sesh between kirby and the character just like in a little speech bubble um and that's so funny because kirby is really shady um (laughs) <laughs> and I just am obsessed with that. That he's they're basically just about like if they were about to like rap battle, they're like just talking yeah. shit to each other. It's uh yo uh, Kirby uh pay, Kirby walked so that the TV show Yo Mama could run. <laughs> exactly, exactly. 
And I didn't realize this, but in, in researching the game today, like, I guess this was very different for Kirby. Yes. He otherwise is very sweet and charming. So when this game came out and Kirby was talking shit, people were like, wow. Yeah, dude. Kirby's so really little fun preview for you. I like to do this on the show. Um, I One of the segments at the end of the show that I have prepped for you on this game is called the fact me by your game segment. Okay. And I usually prepare like a couple facts. It could be development history, an Easter egg, a cheat code, or okay. just a fact. And so one of them was about how this is out of character for him. He's normally <laughs> a, a, he normally... Doesn't even speak. Right. He just does expressions or noises like, hi. And that's, or like any of his normal expressions when he gets like hit or reacts to stuff. But here he's having full on dialogue and and just being really sassy and snarky. Um, And he's normally just this like docile, almost like neutral to jolly character. Yes, yes. So, So anyway... When someone, when a guest brings up a fact new by your game thing, I like to point out how on top of it you are. Oh, um, nice. And I still have some to, to share with you later. But uh, that is, it is really funny and unusual. Yeah. I just love the contrast of, I think, these really cute uh, characters that otherwise, yeah, you're probably used to literally not, never saying anything. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden having like these, uh, really serious opinions (laughs) serious uh yeah just opinions we'll call them opinions (laughs) (laughs) i i love that so much i got to see a few in researching the game as well and they were pretty they were funny like i think the thing that i couldn't that was just grabbing all of my attention was this change in personality is just so interesting it's Um, so funny I was watching, I watched a little clip uh, on YouTube that someone was kind of explaining the game. Maybe you watched that too. Probably. I love, they did this like edit of, of Kirby talking to this character, Wispy Woods, who's a tree, who <laughs> says like, don't tread on my roots. And then literally Kirby stomps his little foot down like on his roots and they like zoomed in on it <laughs> and I was dying. That's so funny. He's oh just, my gosh being defiant and i like that Uh, we like this side of kirby maybe he could dip into that a little more often exactly he's like stepping into his power i think yeah and that's not bad even if people are like wow this is intimidating it's like you know what that's just something you're gonna have to deal with this is kirby just being kirby exactly you wouldn't say that about bowser just because that's how bowser is nope nope we came here to throw down did we not did we not thank you man this is so refreshing to have you on the show for this exact reason. Um, okay, that is it. It makes so much sense. And you is just like a really funny person who's a storyteller in so many ways. It, it I love when stuff like this comes up on the show <laughs> oh, for creatives because cool. it's really awesome. So, okay, so so I'm getting a sense of like some of the others. Are there any other like highlights from? Were you like playing this game to see these things, or were you just mostly like? Yeah, I'll play the game, and then these things popped up. I think now that we're talking about it, it was to see these little things. It's like like your reward. It was the reward. It was like, okay, I guess I have to, like, put all these freaking colored blobs together. (laughs) Like, yeah, 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 I just want to hear 
someone say their name really weird. Yes. <laughs> and you were saying, mentioning how, like, they were sort of stuck in your head. Would you quote these things? Yes. Like, constantly. <laughs> like, just saying, like, I, I am making Henry watch them so now he can have a point of reference. <laughs> I love that so much. Yes. Stuff that would never mean anything to anyone. Uh, but it's just fun to say something like, Bugsy. <laughs> squishy or whatever it is um there are I, like i don't know i mean of course there are things that come up throughout our lives that are fun to quote whether it's from a show or cartoon or what, whatever it is but there it's sort of i'm speculating maybe even pontificating but i yeah. want to say that when we are kids things like these stick out so much more and I don't know if it's because we have less media that we're consuming or that it's something you're repeatedly bashing into your head by playing it over and over. Right. But there's something about it coming from your childhood that seems – that checks out to me. That like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And also, if this game is just a freaking puzzle game, of course what's going to like stick out <laughs> is the one time these characters actually have a, a voice. Like, yes. Like a – specific distinguished voice for each one where literally the only word you ever hear them saying is their name like that yes. is worth it because you're just like who decided this like why yes. does he say his name this way <laughs> there's it's i'm sure that some games break the mold but especially from games from this era this is unusual that there are these little cut scenes and dialogue moments in a puzzler i mean they right. would normally just being like an adventure game and even that was like sort of limited back then totally so this is really cool it's also making me consider something for the end of the a, a different segment at the end of the show for you uh a, like hearing you talk i'm like i actually think i thought of a game you might like Ooh. um okay very cool so something i want to get into um if there's anything to share or anything even if it's just granular details for you I want to know what was sort of like going on for you at this time, if you remember. And maybe it would be helpful to just start in like telling me where the system was set up, where you were playing games. Um, and and you're, were you on the East Coast? Yes. Yeah. Right? I grew up in uh, Northern Virginia. Yes. That's right. Okay. So if you wouldn't mind, would you walk me through like the setup? Like, do you remember yes. the room this was in? Like, yeah, I mean, again, I can remember right off the top of my head, three distinct uh, phases of like the game console moving. Amazing. So that early duck hunt memory is when I'm two and that's in our living room in a house in Richmond, Virginia that we okay. lived in for like two years. Then when we moved to our, Next house, it is in kind of what would be like the, it, it was a townhouse with like an open floor kitchen kind of segueing into living room-ish. Ooh, yes. And so it was there. Um, it might have had a basement phase as well. Mm -hmm. And then the most recent, like, uh, which now is still years and years ago, uh, recent home for that uh, console was the the tiny television that my uh parents and then mom had in her room okay yes so that was like the most recent place was like i'm gonna sit on mom's bed yeah uh, in fifth grade and play the game there i love that i 
there was a for a long time a similar thing in my house where like it was hooked up <laughs> in mom and dad's room and that was also easy for them to control how many hours i played oh okay that maybe that's smart yeah yeah I see um, the easier to restrict <laughs> yeah at least for my parents because i had a problem i just wanted to play all the time uh yes there was this is I, my favorite part about the show is when I get to share about myself, uh, I joke, please, but I always please. do it. Um, I'm hearing you us talk about this reminds me of growing up and my parents, especially like if it was, it was rare that I played games on the week, the weeknights, like school okay. night, but even they would usually still, um, give me like a time limit. So if, okay. if it was like a half hour, let's say, which is really no time at all. Um, like every time it would go go by i'd just be like that's not fair like it like it that was too fast and it's like no it's just a half hour that went by like they didn't speed up the clock buddy gosh um a half hour is short when you're that's the that's the moral of the story um okay so it was set up there uh that was always fun for me to get a little uh vision and yeah is there anything particular that stands out to you about that you want to share about what was going on with you or like any memories from playing this or if you even shared it with anybody i'm thinking the heyday really was like probably ages like seven or eight to like 12 cool right so uh yeah chunk of time yeah from maybe like third or fourth grade ending in like seventh we'll say uh gosh i mean i had a younger sister which definitely uh was fun to have a little buddy (laughs) once she could understand uh games um but i think it was also a thing bonding probably with my dad at that time okay um yeah just a fun thing to to be a part of and yeah do together and then i just had this memory in middle school i remember talking on the phone because that was a, a big thing like nice. while playing video games. I don't know if you <laughs> ever did that, but I remember being like, okay, it's my like nightly call with my boyfriend in sixth grade. Aww. And we're both playing video games, not the same one, because you couldn't do that then, I don't think. But yeah. uh, having him on like speakerphone and like, what are we, I guess, talking about the game we we're playing? I don't That's know. That's the most romantic thing I've ever heard and is something I just aspire for for myself someday. Uh, It was very sweet. That is really, really cute and adorable though. Uh, Gosh, the days of like using your house phone to talk to, you know, boys and girls or your boyfriend or your girlfriend Mm -hmm. when anyone could also pick up maybe the other phone if there's a second one. Risky, dicey times. Absolutely. So uh, much on the line. Well, shout out to your dad, younger sister, and boyfriend at the time. Yeah. Uh, those are – that is really fun. Well, Nikki, it feels like we've gotten to discuss uh, a lot of really fun stuff about your relationship with this game. Um, I do have some fun segments for you okay. to close out the show, but would you mind uh, maybe putting a cherry on top on what this, the space that this game maybe holds for you or wrapping up a feeling if you don't mind? Yeah, let me uh, let me close my eyes and sit with this for. She really is closing her eyes, folks. I really, guys, I'm very real. Uh, <laughs> I think you know, in talking about this game with you, and you started, to, you said something about like, okay, I kind of see your comedic like sensibilities mm-hmm. like coming into play here, and it totally was just that early um, 
comedy for me early on was emulation. It was just like an oh, yeah. impersonation. That oh, yeah. Instant reward. Like, can I sound like this thing? Can I be, you know, do an impression of this character from whatever? And, you know, I love character yes. work in general. <laughs> so I think, yeah, for this game for me, even though it's a puzzle game, it just really was like, oh my God, I'm going to sound like such a fucking nerd right now. But that boils down right place. thing. But you know what I mean? Like, yes. can you sum up a character in a word? Yeah. Like, you can't do a whole monologue. You you need to be able to communicate the idea of this character in two seconds. And I yes. just love the idea of, uh, I think it was that for me. Yeah, yeah, just kind of being able to tap into right away, like, I know who this little dude is, uh, and I can walk around talking like him and sound just like it and make my family laugh. That's awesome. You really, I love how you just sum that up. Because as you were talking, I was like, totally on the same page it was you you know recognizing and then uh being able to communicate it too it's uh so it makes you a good uh, improviser and comedian oh, my friend thank you. um well nikki thank you so much for sharing about all things kirby's avalanche uh let's get into the post show segments the first of which i previewed earlier this is the fact me okay by your game segment oh, we already went over um, the chatty Kirby segment, the fact which I was going to share mm-hmm. about. And, then the, and the other one I have titled Arl and Carbuncle Who? So you learned about these folks earlier when you're doing I, research? Yes. I saw the names flash across my screen and I was like, who is that? What is that? Yes. So let's get into it. So as we talked about earlier, there are some cosmetic differences between the European and North American version of this game and the Japanese version, which is has an entirely different title that, of course, is Super Puyo Puyo. Um, the Japanese version story, because they still have cut scenes between oh, each of okay. between the segments. It's not a thing. So they basically repurposed them f- um, for, I don't remember which order it was, if it was Kirby first and then Puyo. It may have been that because it came out in, uh, oh, no, no, no. It was a Puyo game first and then Kirby. But either way, the first version of this um, focused on Arl and Carbuncle, which are characters who are also featured in uh, this game called Madao Monogatari and different Mega Drive, which is a Sega console Mega Drive Puyo Puyo game. So these are like Puyo Puyo characters, I guess. Okay. Okay. Um, And this also will lead us into why Kirby is so sarcastic and snarky in this (gasps) game. It's because that's how their interactions were. So they just sort of basically left it in and put Kirby on top of that. I'm sure they made some small changes, but yeah. Um, Okay. So he's sort of stepping into their personality. Yes. uh, For these like confrontational scenes that they have after the battles. (laughs) Um, That... Uh, is the is it for the fact move by your game segment and I will close things out with our game recommendations. Now, this Nikki is my one force tie into the movie Call Me by Your Name, okay. which this show is named after, and because I'm going to treat Kirby's Avalanche for you like your passionate love that is uh, is only in a specific period of your life, and kind of like the movie Call Me by Your Name. I remember. Hey, and uh, I, you don't have to. Um, I did watch the movie before okay. 
I started this show just because I was like, I want to make sure there's not going to be any surprises for me after I establish a show with this name <laughs> right. or anything that I'm maybe I'm like taking liberties that I shouldn't, um, you know, do my due dilly. So anyway, this is just I remember thinking, spoiler, at the end of the movie, they don't end up together. And I remember thinking like, huh, I wonder who they date next. Like Timothy Chalamet, is he going to date as someone exactly like Army Hammer? Is it right. going to be someone out of left field? Maybe someone uh just like a rebound so that's what these games are sort of based on for you okay okay cool um so the first one is that if you want uh to play another puzzle clone with a kirby coat of paint i'll recommend to you kirby's block ball which (gasps) is a game on the original game boy um there's a series of of puzzle games called they're not really even puzzle games uh so I shouldn't have said that, but there's a series of games called Breakout where it basically looks like there's like a ball that bounces up and like breaks blocks and you control the little panel at the bottom that like yes. stops it. I remember that. Yes. So they had a Kirby one that's like also really not Kirby in any way, except <laughs> that they called that and there's a little sprite occasionally. Um, so there's that one. Ooh. If you can't leave your Kirby behind, you want to see Kirby an eraser rather than a puzzler, I'll recommend to you a wild game that's incredibly expensive called Kirby's Air Ride, which is on the GameCube where (gasps) he's flying around in in a race on like a star. Um, Oh, cute. Very cute. Uh, The the next one I have for you, which I have a, a, a magic fourth one based on, sometimes this happens on the show. Someone will talk and I'll get a, I'll get a new one. But the last one I had prepped for you was if you just want, uh, if you happen to, which is we learned this is not the case for you, (laughs) just love your puzzlers and you don't (laughs) need uh, this Kirby Kirby to be involved at all, then I was going to recommend Tetris and Dr. Mario, which is one pack on the SNES. Okay. So it's two games in one. But an actual game that I haven't gotten yet, but I want to get, and I think we would have a lot of fun playing, especially in like it's really good for party setting is a game called WarioWare. It's a series, but they have a new one called WarioWare Get It Together, and they are these micro games. Like, you are truly playing a game for like five to eight seconds. It flashes on the screen. You're trying to figure out what to do. You either do it or you don't, and then it goes to, and then it flashes to a new game. It's, I'm not describing it super well now, but they have a lot of, really fun characters and funny. Some of them have like story moments too. Um, that sounds great. And yes. Wario, of course, has a signature voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's my bonus rec for you. And I'll let you know okay. if I get it. And I, yeah. cause I, it just came out on switch last week and I didn't buy it, but I'm planning on it. Let's so. play some games. Dude. I uh, don't have to ask me twice. Uh, I'll uh, I'll throw down in acquiring and and then you just uh, you have them and then when I come over we'll play them. Hey, sign me up. Well, that'll do it for the game recommendations and Nikki. That will actually bring us to the end of the show. Um, oh my god! Before we go and plug everything, and of course, gonna leave it open for you to plug as much or whatever you'd like. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate you taking the time and also being brave because I know you're not. A video game head, and sometimes that is 
a little intimidating for the show. So thanks for hopping on. Well, thank you for one, recognizing my bravery. Um, of course. And two, uh, for having me, because I love waxing poetic on anything from the past, anything yes. nostalgic. So uh, it was so nice to have this container to discuss this stuff with you. I'm so glad. Uh, well, dude, what do you want people like the audience to find and support you on? Uh, what do you want people to find you on the internet? Uh, go ahead and plug away. Sure. I, I primarily use Instagram, so you can find me at Nikki O, but the O is in fact a zero. Uh, so hey. that's Nikki, N-I-K-K-I-0-H. Uh, that's pretty <laughs> much probably on all socials what my handle is, I think. But yeah, use Instagram the most. Um, I have another account for drawing called Nikki O Draws. Uh, and I would like to plug the comedy co-op LA. Yes. I think that's probably the most uh, exciting thing I have to talk about uh, and um drive attention towards so a awesome. new comedy theater that will be performer owned and operated that we are working on creating and incredible yeah, you can find that on every every avenue of social media the comedy co-op l a awesome well i'll include a link to that to everything you just mentioned including the comedy co-op pj actually referenced it we are doing this big um this is an opportunity for me to plug our Patreon again. Yes, we're okay. doing this big Legend of Zelda Games Club series this okay. year, where every we had one come out today, where we started in I think March, April. Throughout the entire year, we're covering each of the mainline Zelda games in a book club style format. So that's our big ticket item for the ten dollar tier on our Patreon. Ooh. And I would like to shout out a new patron of ours, Cal, who just joined. So thank you, Cal. Welcome, um, Cal. That's one of the big perks. And so basically twice a month they get this big one, big deep dive on a Zelda game uh, hosted by me or Jeremy. And then cool. PJ was on for one couple weeks ago and he, he mentioned the co-op too. So we're getting a little co-op buzz out there. You know, there. you got to get it out there. You really do. Um, okay. Well, Nikki, thank you again. I'm going to go ahead and close us out with some okay. plugs of my own. Sounds good. Thank All you. All right. So the cover art for Call Me By Your Game is done by Glenn J. And you can find Glenn in his other wonderful work, and he's truly such an incredible artist. Uh, Nikki, you might like some of the stuff he does, actually. Um, he's on Instagram at, at Glenn with two N's dot J-A-Y. Uh, you can support us, like I've already said, on Patreon at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. Uh, if you like me, if you like my opinions on games and the people that I have on, the company I keep, uh, you're going to love the bonus content we have over there. We're going to have some new exciting announcements uh, coming up soon. So check us out and consider supporting us at any tier. Uh, the show is produced by Jeremy Schmidt. And you can find him and his wonderful show, also part of the network, at on Video Games, a comedy show, which you can get anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm on social media, Connor underscore McCabe. And I haven't been doing it as much, but you can find me on Twitch if you want to see me stream at twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69 that'll do it for this episode of call me by your game we will see you on the next one <laughs>